The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, you are what you eat, and what you eat can actually help you burn fat and get healthier. Want to know how? Part one of our two-part series on a lifestyle change that can change your life. Plus, later we'll tell you what's going on around town and what's new at Mother's Market. But first up, Mark Sisson is the owner of Primal Kitchen Foods and the author of the number one best-selling health book on Amazon.com, The Primal Blueprint, as well as The Primal Blueprint Cookbook, and the top-rated health and fitness blog, MarksDailyApple.com. He is also the founder of Primal Nutrition Incorporated, a company devoted to health education and designing state-of-the-art supplements that address the challenges of living in the modern world. And we welcome him to the Mother's Market Radio Show. Mark, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Great. It's great to have you here. Why don't you fill our audience a little bit on your mission and work before we get to the show's topic? Well, my mission is to educate as many people as possible on the amazing uh, powers that we have as humans to rebuild, regenerate, recreate, and renew our bodies on a daily basis based on decisions we make, lifestyle decisions, including the types of food we eat, the amount of sleep we get, the amount of sun exposure, the types of movement we choose to do. All of this has to do with how we literally turn on genes that build muscle, that burn fat, uh, that improve the immune system, and turn off the genes that might lead us down a path of illness or disease. Excellent. I love that. Well, I'm excited to talk to you. And today we are talking about the paleo diet, and I want to hear all about it. So what is the paleo diet? Well, the paleo diet is a way of eating that's based on um, our ancestors' uh, way of living and way of eating. Uh, it's it, it's been around for ten or fifteen years in the in the in the jargon in the lexicon in the community, but it's based on science that looks at uh, how we evolved the foods that we ate to get us to where we are today as hunter gatherers going back millions of years to uh, hundreds of thousands of years ago, and then up until uh, agriculture, which began about ten thousand years ago, where agriculture began. So we take the clues from this sort of anthropological evidence, and we combine it with what we know to be true with the recent uh, research into modern genetic science, how the genes turn on or off based on the foods we eat. And we've come up with this way of, of eating that identifies certain foods that, that benefit us and certain foods that absolutely do not benefit us. So the paleo diet looks at uh, not just not recreating ancient history, but taking clues from ancient history and combining that with modern genetic science to, to, to craft a strategy that allows you to build muscle, burn fat, um, and, and generally be strong, lean, fit, happy, healthy, productive, all these things that we want. And so let's talk a little bit about the difference between paleo and primal. Well, so paleo is sort of a, um, a broad-based approach to an eating strategy that I just described. Mm-hmm. Primal, the primal blueprint is my own particular nuanced version of that. So I wanted to look at ways in which we took the paleo diet, which is fairly restrictive in some cases, and then started to add back some of the foods that I think add to the eating experience. I, I, my Part of what I want to do is I want to enjoy every bite of food I ever eat. So I don't want to, I don't want to just eat something because it's healthy. I want it to be healthy and great tasting. So the paleo uh, strategy might... Uh, omit uh, dairy, for instance. 
But I found that a lot of people can eat dairy. There are certain types of dairy that are appropriate for a lot of people. Uh, full fat cream, uh, butter, um, certain uh, uh, raw dairy products. So all these foods exist on a spectrum of like good choices to bad choices. And in the case of dairy, at, at the one end of the spectrum with ghee and butter and, and, uh, and, and rich full cream, um, those are those are better choices at the far end of the spectrum would be you know the two percent homogenized pasteurized milk the the skims I would just stay completely away from that for instance but that's one example of what we've included in the primal blueprint that it, it that is excluded in the paleo diet um, we also started adding back uh, you know we allowed a little bit of uh, alcohol in the form of red wine early on uh, so we what we call sensible indulgences I love that you know chocolate <laughs> and things like that so because we wanted to invite as many people to play with us in this in this healthy eating genre as possible. And so we wanted to be as inclusionary as possible, if I just made up a word there, I don't inclusionary, know. Inclusionary, I like yeah, that too. Uh, versus uh, <laughs> exclusionary. So, And then the Primal Blueprint also looks at other lifestyle factors. So it's not, the paleo is really just about diet, but the Primal Blueprint is really about uh, how you move, you know, choices of movement, you know, do you spend time in the gym, are you doing aerobic activity, uh, how you play, you know, how you choose to use your brain to actually engage in play, which is a part of human development how much sleep you get, how much sun exposure you get to make vitamin D, uh, you know, how you, um, how you use your brain, because that's a critical part of being human. So we, we sort of comprise a, an entire life way. You know, it's so important, and I love that you were saying with your brain, too, with Alzheimer's coming through, with, uh, you know, the amount of uh, baby boomers coming through, so you're in sun exposure, yeah. um, you're really including every aspect exactly. of moving forward into our, you know, the this the future. Exactly. Um, I, I have a question for you. You talk about with your primal kitchen, what is your background um, as far as including everything? Well, so I was uh, an, an endurance athlete in the 70s. Um, became a marathoner and a fairly good one, um, partly as a result of my pursuit early on of wanting to be healthy. I wanted to be healthy, so I, I read all these books on, you know, how you could, could live the longest possible life. Well, in the 60s and 70s, that information was get out there and do a lot of aerobic activity. Mm -hmm. So I embraced that. And then the other part of that equation was eat lots of carbohydrates mm -hmm. and, and you know, cram as many carbohydrates down your throat as you could to carbo-load to be able to fuel the activity that you are contemplating doing. Well, I became a very good runner and then eventually a, a good triathlete. Uh, so I sort of tapped out my experience in terms of endurance uh, performance, but I found I was falling apart on the inside. I was really, the diet that I was uh, eating was, was highly inflammatory and it was causing arthritis and tendonitis mm. and uh, irritable bowel syndrome and uh, upper respiratory tract infections and all sorts of things. So here I was trying to pursue a, a pathway that was supposedly intended to make me healthier, and I was becoming less healthy. Mm -hmm. So I, I had to retire because of injuries uh, at a fairly early age and wound up um, just dedicating myself to finding out how I could be healthy and fit at the same time with the least amount of pain, suffering, sacrifice, discipline, calorie counting, portion control, you know, all that stuff that we sort of assume we have to do, struggling and suffering, to get fit. And that became sort of my, my mission in life is to discover these hidden genetic switches that we all have that we can turn on with the choices that we make. Uh, so I went from you know, being an athlete to, uh, to being a researcher to creating uh, a, a broad audience that was sort of interested in what I had to say. So I was creating a demand for certain foods mm -hmm. that didn't exist. I mean, one of the things that we find in the world of healthy eating is when you eliminate the bad things, when you eliminate the, you know, the sugars and the processed foods and the processed grains and some of the industrial seed oils, and you're left with some 
cool stuff, uh, meat, fish, fowl, eggs, nuts, seeds, vegetables, fruit. It's all great stuff, but really what makes the difference and what makes it all enjoyable is what you put on it, how you prepare it. The herbs, the spices, the healthy fats, the oils, the things that you choose to, to blend with these to give a unique taste experience every time you sit down to a plate of food. Yeah. So Primal Kitchen Foods was, was contemplated to create uh, the sorts of sauces, dressings, and toppings that we can put on food and feel good about it. We basically make healthy eating really exciting again. So everything we make uses healthy fats, quality proteins, um, includes uh, you know functional foods like turmeric or oregano oil, you know, or or apple cider vinegar. There's something in one of our foods, or more than than one thing in some of our foods, that have sort of this health enhancing quality beyond just making it taste awesome. And by the way, the first requirement of any of our products is they have to taste awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You sound like you have a great team around you. We have that. an. I use the word awesome a lot because that's the tagline <laughs> of my company is Primal Blueprint Live Awesome. So oh, that's that. that's the intention here. But I have a fantastic team. Yeah. That's great, and I love the way you. Guys into it and of course your passion and it really turned your life around and um, it did it, it. It, it it for not wanting to sound melodramatic but it saved my life because I I was living my life based on you know waking up every day and not feeling great and sometimes feeling awful mm -hmm. and and sort of having to orchestrate the day's activities around literally the nearest bathroom mm -hmm. or you know how much time it was going to take my my joints to warm up to get to where I was feeling okay to you know to walk it was crazy ridiculous to, to have embarked on this life pursuit of health and to have gone completely down the wrong path based on what was at the time the conventional wisdom. Right. And for being a top rated athlete, yeah. I mean, for and all of a sudden, yeah, taking a turn for the worse. And by the way, we see a lot of uh, top rated athletes from those days who became lifetime, you know, endurance junkies uh, suffering tremendously now from joint pain, from, mm. from digestive issues, uh, from heart problems, from having overtrained, from train, training too hard. Um, it's, it's quite an epidemic among uh, what I call the endurance junkies. So I actually wrote a book recently called Primal Endurance, which sort of says, okay, there's a way to do this. There's a way to train that's a kinder, gentler way and yields impressive results, but doesn't take you down this path of illness. Well, good for you. Um, I think this is great that what you're doing and I, you know, there's so many benefits. So, and, and that you've come as far as you have and look at you now. So, um, the benefits of, of healthy eating, healthy, um, you know, the, the diets, which I think, you know, it's the paleo diet, but now you're talking about the primal, I don't want to even use the word diet because it's a lifestyle, right? No, it's, uh, that's a very good point. Um, you know, diet sort of has a connotation of restriction and having to, uh, to, again, to sacrifice or to cut calories intentionally. Um, diets almost of, by definition are, are, quite unsustainable and restrictive so, and restrictive in that regard so you know you you might embark on a diet to lose weight or get ready for a prom or get ready for a wedding or whatever and, and it might be a 30-day or a 60 60 day program and then once you go off it you're either back to where you started again or you're jonesing for some of your favorite <laughs> foods that you still yeah in, in your mind you're still wanting to eat but but you know now you're going to overdo so this really becomes a, a it's, it's a life way it's a long-term strategy the number one um, testimonial we get, we get a lot of like, you know, I lost 50 or 125 pounds, I'm off my meds, my <laughs> energy is, is high, but the greatest benefit, the greatest testimonial is I feel like I've lost a thousand pounds off my shoulders because I know I can live this way for the rest of my life. Great. I love that. What yeah. a great testimonial. What kind of fats uh, are healthy fats? So, uh, yeah, again, we talked about foods existing on a spectrum of good choices to bad choices. And really, by, what, by the way, this is all about choices. This really isn't about 
judgment. It's not about good or bad, black or white. It's just about making choices that, in my estimation, are going to better serve you in the short term and then not in, uh, have any detrimental effects in the long term. So, you know, I'm not saying you have to cut out everything in your life and just, you know, focus on these 17 foods. Um, so in the case of fats, we have identified that coconut oil is a very healthy fat. Uh, you know, my company uses a lot of avocado oil. We think mm -hmm. it's the healthiest fat. So we have a mayonnaise based on avocado oil and organic mm -hmm. cage-free eggs. We have salad dressings. The only oil that we use in the dressings is avocado oil because we recognize that's a very healthy oil. So avocados, of course, are a, are a source of healthy fats. Um, uh, olive oil, again. Um, so I mentioned coconut oil. Uh, then we get into some of the nuts that are that are have, contain healthy fats. So there are a lot of options for healthy fats. On the other hand, uh, you know there are a lot of you know we obviously want to avoid trans fats, anything with trans fats. We're sort of not big fans of soybean oil, um, canola oil, some of these omega six rich oils uh, that have been processed in certain ways that are probably detrimental to the body. So again, we we're all we're talking about are informed decisions. And I like that, too, because it, it really it is a choice, as you say. Um, how much protein is appropriate? Uh -huh. Well, uh, that's a, a very um, ever-changing sort of answer to that question because I was in the bodybuilding field for a little while. I was coaching you know, people who were trying to put on muscle. Uh, as an athlete, I used to think that I needed to consume a lot of protein. Um, over the years, I've cut the protein that I take in on a day um, way down. So what's appropriate? I mean, if you're a small woman, 45 to 60 grams a day is appropriate. If you're a, if you're a large male, uh, you know, football player, maybe 150 to 160, but not more than that. And I see some people trying to take in these supplements that contain, you know, they, sell, they, they might have 40 or 50 grams per serving three or four times a day because they're trying to cram all this protein in. And it's, it's, uh, it's probably counterproductive. So I think that the, the requirements for protein um, are, are becoming more narrowly defined. And by the way, it doesn't, it's not necessarily even on a daily basis. It's like some days you can have 30 or 50 grams and some days you might have 110 or 120. And as long as it sort of averages out to 60 or 70 uh, if you're a woman and you know, 90 to 110 if you're a guy, that's plenty and that's all you need to maintain muscle mass and in some cases build muscle mass to burn off stored body fat and not get excessive amounts of calories in the process. Okay. Wow. This is fascinating information. Um, we need to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more. Don't go away. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with Her Life Stages. The first of its kind, comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. 
And welcome back to the Mother's Market Radio Show. And we want to remind you that if you've missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for radio and listen to the past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with Primal Kitchen's Mark Sisson. And we're talking about the paleo diet. And I hate to say that because it's really more of our lifestyle, your lifestyle. And, um, and it's been great talking to you because you're really just empowering us. Um, what is the paleo diet just a lot of meat? That's a, an assumption that a lot of people have, and I, it's a, I, I chuckle at it now. I used to bristle at it. But, uh, <laughs> no, uh, the, paleo, uh, the paleo diet in general is, um, still has at it, as the basis of it um, lots of vegetables. And the the meat are tend to be sources of protein, but we have a lot of people in the Primal Blueprint, um, my nuanced version of the Paleo diet, mm-hmm. who are vegetarians, who are able to access um, enough protein to um, and certainly the healthy fats because that's an important part of it, you know, to enjoy every bite of food they eat, to live um, very productive, healthy lives. So it's not this is not a meat centric diet. Yes, if you're uh, if you're interested in eating meat, we can show you the best ways to do that, the best choices, because there are some great choices in that meat category, and there's some not so great choices. So we tend to steer people toward. See how I said steer in there? I, and I heard the bristle too. So I, yeah. no, no pun intended. I heard. Uh, <laughs> uh, we tend to steer people toward, um, you know, grass-fed sources of meat, uh, pastured uh, poultry, and uh, things like that. So uh, on the other end, we don't necessarily enjoy. You know, concentrated animal feedlot operation uh, grown uh, conventional beef, if you will. So we want healthy animals that have eaten their own native diet um, and not in great quantities. We're not you know, chowing down on a 48-ounce porterhouse. You know, we're, it's small portions of but, but very quality meat that we eat if we do choose to eat meat. But there's no requirement to, to be a carnivore if you're on the paleo program. And you kind of answered this a little bit, but how important are vegetables on the diet? They're very important. Um, you know, and that's, that's something that I think uh, a lot of people to this day still overlook. I think everybody sort of intellectually gets that they ought to eat more vegetables, but vegetables are truly a great source of micronutrition. Uh, so a lot of the vitamins and minerals and, and phytonutrients and antioxidants and, uh, you know, the little things, the cofactors that cause us to or allow us to have more energy uh, can be found in, in a variety of fruits and some uh, in, in vegetables. Um, fruits, not so much. I mean, fruits tend to be a little bit higher in sugar. So we, we sort of, if you're a person who's concerned about your health overall all of your sugar intake, we might limit the fruits a little bit. Um, so we stay away from, you know, the full-on giant fruit smoothies and things like that. But, you know, a couple of servings of fruit a day mm-hmm. um, are fine. But it's really copious amounts of vegetables um, in conjunction with healthy fats. And that's one of the reasons we created uh, the Primal Kitchen uh, salad dressings because I eat a big salad every day. And I find that, you know, it's sort of the same collection of vegetables, but what makes the difference, what makes it a really truly unique taste experience are the different uh, salad dressings that I put on from day to day. So we created a line of salad dressings, again, that are, that are not only tasty, really tasty, I might add, mm-hmm. um, but are healthy. So the, literally the more you put on the salad, the better it is. You know, in the old, remember in the old days when you said, well, I'm going to make a salad, but I can't use much dressing because dressings are full of all sorts of nasty things? Right. Not anymore. No, we say we encourage you to put as much dressing as you feel you want to consume because it'll enhance that experience. Well, that's good to hear because I know if you go, you have a salad, you have as many calories in a salad sometimes, and it uh, depends on where you're getting that salad. Exactly. Yeah, so that's good. Um, how, how about the paleo diet for performance? Well, now, um, we, we've recently done, in the last five, only five or six years, a lot of research on 
what we call a low-carb training strategy. So when you eliminate the sugars um, and the refined flours and processed goods from your diet, you're almost automatically cutting out hundreds of grams of sugar a day, hundreds of grams of of carbohydrates from your diet. So you're you're almost by definition eating a lower carbohydrate diet. Now, as an athlete, um, what you want to do is you want to learn how to burn fat. That's, that's the essence of becoming an efficient athlete, uh, particularly an efficient endurance athlete. So we, we literally train the body to access more energy from stored calories in the form of body fat and n- rely less and less on having to carbo-load or having to refill glycogen stores to go out and, and be able to, to run more miles. The better you com- become at burning fat, the, the fewer carbohydrates you need to consume, and and then it becomes this sort of self-perpetuating cycle where you become even better at burning fat. And now you can perform at a higher level, ac- uh, accessing more calories from your own stored body fat because you've trained your body how to... You literally turned on genes that access the fats, that build enzymes that take fat out of storage and burn it. You've built more mitochondria, which are the powerhouses of the cell. It's, a, it's an amazing uh, uh, sort of breakthrough in this technology because... For decades, we thought this was all about carbohydrate management. How do I take in the gel packs and the, you know, and the, and the sugary drinks to continue mm-hmm. to, to supply glucose to me while I'm training? Now it's like we don't do that at all. Now we just we, we, we burn fat so efficiently. First of all, we burn off our stored body fat. So now we're, if we had excess fat to lose, I see so many people at the start uh, of the L.A. Marathon that are they have 10 or 15 or 40 pounds to lose. You serious? You're training... 30 miles a week and you still have all what's happening well what's happening is they're not they haven't trained themselves to burn off their body fat so they're continuously training and relying on refilling glycogen and eating more carbohydrate every day well with the paleo eating strategy when you cut those carbs and you force the body to learn how to burn fat you also melt away the fat that you're carrying so now you 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 get to the starting line as if you've taken off a 15 pound Mm -hmm. backpack Mm -hmm. so you're you're automatically faster just because you're carrying less weight and you're better at burning the 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 fat that you continue to to hold and i'm like you know i'm I'm a pretty low body fat guy i'm about 10 percent body fat i still have enough fat on me to walk 400 miles so it's not like i'm ever going to run out of that body fat so that's the real that's the next breakthrough in performance is going to be when some of these really truly elite athletes take a year of low carb training and and a particular training strategy which involves kind of reconfiguring how they how much they train and at what speeds they train uh, but that's where the next world records are going to come from well this has been a great, a great show. I've, I've learned so much, and um, I hope and thank you for what you're doing. We really appreciate that, your time and some great advice, and appreciate the knowledge. It's been great having you as a guest. Thank you. Uh, you can get more information on Mark and his website. It's Mark's Daily Apple. It's Mark with a K, by the way, M A R K S DailyApple.com, and uh, you can learn more. So pick up the book. We look forward to your next visit. Thank you. If you've ever enjoyed the delicious food inside our kitchen, you may have tried this tasty dish. Now you can make it yourself. This recipe is for non-dairy rice pudding. It's a mother's marketing kitchen recipe. Great for people who are not having dairy but still want to enjoy that luscious rice pudding. One half pound organic brown rice cooked, one half cup organic currants, one half pound organic firm tofu, two cups organic soy milk, one tablespoon orange zest, one tablespoon lemon zest, one half teaspoon nutmeg, one half teaspoon cinnamon, one quarter cup organic honey, two tablespoons egg replacer, 
two tablespoons island granulated tapioca. First, you want to preheat your oven to 275 degrees and grease the bottom of an 8 by 8 baking pan. You place your cooked rice and currants in the bottom of the pan and you want to firmly pat it down to make an even layer. Next, place your remaining ingredients in a food processor and blend until smooth. Pour the liquid mixture over the rice and currant layer and lightly smooth to make it even. Bake for one hour and 20 minutes. After cooking, place it in the refrigerator for one hour before cutting into squares. Enjoy non-dairy rice pudding. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market radio show and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.